All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and all thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth through all generations. Psalm 145, 10-13 You are listening to My Religious Struggles, the podcast. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast, where we have been talking the last few weeks about God's university. Before we go into today's uh, topic, which I think is going to be a very, very interesting topic, I'd like to say hello to my fellow co-host, Kennedy Vanderpool. How are you doing, Kennedy? I'm enjoying life, my dear, as usual, with its challenges, its ups and its downs. Mm. Uh, Still a beautiful life. Indeed. Indeed. It's good to hear. And um, I am really looking forward, I have been looking forward to this um, to this episode um, for the last for the last few weeks because well I've been looking forward to it since we um, we discovered early on what God's university actually is um, and just to recap uh, we under we we understood or we found out very early on in, in part two of this season that God's university is in fact uh, the wilderness so before we go into our topic today, which will be a two parts. So we're going to have uh, part one uh, on this episode and part two will be on the following episode. We're going to look at God's university and the wilderness. So we're going to go into detail of uh, the wilderness experience itself. Before we do that, do you want to explain to us again the concept of God's university being the wilderness? Yeah, whenever God wants to take us to the next level, whenever God wants us to begin our ministries, whenever God wants to to help us advance in terms of our character, one of the places that he takes us, the spirit takes us, um, is into the wilderness. So we can develop to the point where we are ready, therefore, to carry out that ministry or to be taken to the next level or in terms of our character development. Um, so it's, it is designed for our benefit. As a matter of fact, as I keep saying, it is actually the best place to be on earth. Mm. Mm. And I feel like if you haven't been convinced of that as yet, listeners, that the wilderness is the best place to be on earth. I'm hoping that within the next uh, two episodes that you are convinced of that because we're going to be going right in the crux of it, right into it. So uh, let's get started. Uh, today we'll be discussing the truth about the wilderness, the truth about the wilderness. I want to start from that statement that you've just made, that the best place um, to be is in the wilderness. Why is that? Even if you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus himself had to go through this same wilderness experience. Mm. As a matter of fact, when he started his ministry, that's he only started after he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. Um, um, and 40 nights. So if Jesus did it, who is our example, then who are we? Mm. The reason why it's the best place to be is because the miraculous takes place in the wilderness. Um, We don't have to worry about um, tomorrow. We don't have to worry about uh, what we're going to eat, what we're going to sleep. We don't have to worry about um, whether the sun is going to be too hot or it's going to be too cold at night because God miraculously provides for us in our wilderness experience. Right. As As a matter of fact, if you look back in your life, 
and recognize some of your wilderness experiences. For example, someone died, for example, going off to college, um, for example, misunderstandings between you and your spouse or misunderstandings between you and your family. You'll discover that, and you're trying to figure out how is it that we were able to make it or you lost your job, how were you able to survive up to now? And you'll discover how many miracles God performed so that you can't, you could have gotten out of your wilderness. So am I right to say that one of the reasons that, from well, what I've been getting from whenever you've made the statement that the wilderness is the best place to be, that's because that's, that is when we're effectively closest to God. Um, yes. Is that because that's when we are more dependent on him? Or yes. Is yes, that's because when he is closer to us. The wilderness, you, you don't have a choice in the wilderness other than to depend on God. Because first of all, you can't find your way out. You were let in. And because it is unique to everybody, there is no specific road roads out. And therefore, right. you've got to learn to rely on God. So it forces us to rely on God. As a matter of fact, Deuteronomy chapter 8 tells us that the reason why we are in there is for us to know what is in our hearts. Okay. So that God can help us to know what is it that we, we believe, who we really believe in, and are we really convinced and convicted about what we say we believe in? Mm. Mm. So it challenges us. Of course. It's, it's just like university. When you go yeah. to university, that's what they do. That's what they do to us. Mm. They challenge us. In, in the same way, in, in God's university, because remember we said it, that they copied man. Man copied from God the, the concept of, of university. Uh, college right. and school period so talk to me a bit more about as we're looking at the truth about the wilderness um i'm not i'm not trying to convince anyone per se that right. it's the best place i want us to just talk about what the truth of the wilderness is and then you know we can come to our own conclusions about it right so right. we've talked about the fact that in the wilderness we are we are closer to god effectively uh-huh um, talk to me about the truth um, about the wilderness as it relates to building us up as a person, whether it's our character, our mental toughness, our spirituality. Talk to me about the, how it builds us up. So we know it brings us closer to God, but what does it do for us? Okay. Um, we looked at the facts. Some of the facts that we looked at is that it's hot in the wilderness. Uh, there, are no, there are no stores. Uh, there is no running water. There is there are no there are insects. There are reptiles. There are ferocious animals. Mm. You look at all the facts, but that's not the truth about the wilderness. So most times when we think about the wilderness, we think of it in terms of facts. We think of it in terms of reality. Okay. But we need to understand the truth about the wilderness. And the truth about the wilderness is that our success or our failures, um, or our lack of any of them, doesn't make us immune to the wilderness. No human being is immune to the wilderness. No matter how productive our lives are right now. The truth is the Lord can turn it into wilderness in an instant. Here's mm. what Jeremiah says. Uh, Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 4 and verse 6, I beheld and lo, the lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness and all the cities thereof were broken down by the fierce presence of God and by his fierce anger. So one minute you have an abundance of all that you want, all that you need, all that you desire. And in a flash, it can all be taken away and you and God's university of the wilderness. If you don't believe me, ask Job. Mm, mm. yeah he was rich uh, he was perfect one who feared yeah. god uh, and shunned evil and, and and married and had seven sons and, and three daughters and he had no he had i mean he had everything and then yeah. all of a sudden he had nothing absolutely right. nothing right um 
so 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 when we begin to understand because it's, it's life sin has brought about this so so god doesn't god doesn't do this to us what happens is because of life god allows it because he knows that we need it in order for us to become ex exactly who he wants us to become mm -hmm. so when you look at our example jesus for example jesus uh, therefore came in order to 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 live the life that Adam should have lived and to show us how to live. Right. Because sin entered into the equation, he now had to encounter several wilderness experiences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because that's that's a part of life. Mm -hmm. And what we need to understand, the truth is that in all those experiences, though, God takes care of us in the wilderness. Right. Right. I want to jump back to... The, one of the first things you said when you answered that question, I thought that was very, very interesting, was the difference between the facts of the wilderness and was it the reality of the wilderness? No, because facts and reality are basically the same. Well, so, the yeah, truth, truth that was it. It was a truth. So it's the yeah. facts of the wilderness and the truth of the wilderness. So our focus, let me clarify something. Mm. Our focus is normally on the facts or the realities. Yeah. Yeah. We don't focus on the truth. Right. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. So I was going to point out that it seems like um, one of the ways, because one of one of my questions throughout this, this part um, or throughout this series has been, how do I get to a place where I, um, where I see that the wilderness is a, is a good place to be. Mm. Right. How do yeah. I get to that place? And I think for me, what's coming up, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this comes up for some of our listeners as well, is understanding the difference between the facts about the wilderness and the truth about the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So I know you've just mentioned some stuff there. Let's, let's take a moment to, to list through, because I think if we're clear about the facts as well, we can understand why we see it in a negative in a negative way. So let's right. take up some time to list through some facts about the university. And then I want to do the same thing on the, sorry, the facts about the wilderness. And then I want to do the same thing about the truth yes. about the realist. Just listing out something so it's clear for people like me who are still struggling to believe that, you know, this is actually a good place to be, a positive place to be. Yeah. And so our focus becomes the facts. And because our focus becomes the facts, we don't believe that we deserve to be in the wilderness. And so instead, we want to be in our palace, in our palace. We want to be in our Canaan. We want to mm -hmm. be on our throne rather yeah. than in the wilderness. Because the wilderness, like I said, there is no way out. Um, in the wilderness, uh, there's a scarcity of food. And so you have to be fed miraculously. It is hot. It is, it is, um, humid it is there's no water there's no running so, water there's we're no thinking hotel. Of, we're thinking of like a desert land basically yes yes yeah yes um and ferocious animals and reptiles and insects but during those times though god is the one who protects us mm -hmm. so even though we are faithful the fa our faithfulness to god has nothing to do with us going in and out of our wildernesses because we have to we don't have a choice it's, it's really not a choice um, so, so our focus on what is taken away and, and what we don't have. Uh, this leads us to begin thinking um, um, about the things we've been taught about, uh, about, the, about the wilderness. And so we begin to focus on the facts. 
Uh, and so we can't see the truth about what is actually there. All you can see is the ferocious animal, well, animals, the insects, the, the barrenness of the land, the lack of water, food, shelter, clothes, etc. We have established earlier that a member of the Godhead leads us or directs us in our wildernesses. He literally mm. leads us there. So the Holy Spirit is present because he's the president of God's university. However, mm. you can't see him. But since you cannot see your leaders, um, um, you, you take out your frustrations on those that you can't see. Right. Right. So right. when you focus, when you begin to focus, therefore, in the wilderness on the wrong people, we end up murmuring and complaining against God. And that's something that God hates. Mm. Mm. See, I was going to ask a question uh-huh. and I looked down on my on my notes and I realized that actually that question. Or to know the answer to this question, you have to tune into next week's episode. Okay, because next week we are we are tackling the purposes and benefits of the wilderness. And so I was going to ask when you said, you know, that we don't have a choice. My honest question, my instant question was, what is God's, why, why? what is God's purpose for us being in the wilderness? But I want us to tackle that in the next episode. Okay, I want us to tackle that in the next episode because, um, uh, yeah, I want us to stay with, with where we are right now. And I'm going to try and my mind is rushing towards towards the why <laughs> but um but um, i want us to i want us to try and stay where we are right okay i didn't i didn't give the benefits we looked at the facts now no, no, let me look at the, the truth the, truth, the, the truth about the wilderness yes you have the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is at our disposal in, in in the wilderness um in your mind god's kingdom does not lack anything and so there's no barrenness there's no there's no ferocious animals instead it's full of milk full of fruits, milk, and honey. That's our concept of the kingdom of God. Um, and so so the lion and the lamb existing together. What you fail to realize is that sin has created the paradoxes that exist in God's earthly kingdom because this one has not yet been physically restored. The kingdom of God has not yet been physically restored. And so God's university now takes the form of a wilderness, which is uh, to prepare us for the total restoration of the earthly kingdom into a the type that we have in the heavenly kingdom. So when you look at the kingdom of God here on earth, it has been restored spiritually, but it has not been restored. Um, sorry, it has been restored spiritually, yes, and it has not been yet restored physically. In the wilderness, we have access to God. The truth is his presence was with the children of Israel when they left Egypt um, by the pillar of fire um, by night and the pillar of cloud by day. The manna. Mm-hmm. They, 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 from heaven, the water from the rocks. Israel began to murmur and complain and rebel. They even made a molten calf and worshipped this. And this was a straw that broke the caramel back as far as God was concerned. We also have there the Holy Spirit. This is another truth. He's mm-hmm. present in the wilderness, in our wilderness experience. He's the one who usually leads us there mm-hmm. uh, into the wilderness. So based on what we, we have been taught, this seems like a contradiction. However, one ha- we have the Holy Spirit who leads us there, and you should be led instead to streams of water as far as we are concerned. But that's what he does, though. He, he actually leads us to where the water is. He leads us to where, where whatever it is we need. Jesus is also present in the wilderness. The truth is that once you have accepted him, he dwells within us 24-7. God is with us 24-7. There are angels that also accompany us in, 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 in the wilderness. Another truth is that you, we're never alone in the wilderness, even though we, sometimes we feel that way. One of the responsibilities of angels is to minister. Mm. They are there to minister 
um, unto us, just as they did to Jesus in his wilderness experience. While Jesus was in the wilderness experience, here's, here's what the Bible says. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts. Mm -hmm. And the angels ministered unto him. Mark mm -hmm. 1 and verse 13. Moses, while he was in the wilderness, had a similar experience. And when the 40 years were expired, they appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, an angel of the Lord, in the flame of, in the flame of fire in a bush. Acts mm -hmm. 17 and verse 30. Mm -hmm. People are also in the wilderness. We, we don't we don't think about that. The glory of God is in the wilderness. Um, so 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 when we don't understand what is present, we only we look at what we lack. Mm -hmm. We don't look at what is present mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. The story that's been coming up to me when as you're speaking very strongly is that of. Um, the three Hebrew boys in the fire. Exactly. That's been coming because I think I think what was really good about that story is it gives you a real picture of a situation. Wilderness. A wilderness. A wilderness. Yes. And it gives you the facts about it. It was in a furnace. It was hot. You know, they were yes. they were destined for death. Uh -huh. And the truth of the matter is that Jesus was with them. Exactly. And I think they, they understood the truth of the wilderness. So they yes. went into that wilderness yes. confidently. Yes, 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 yes. As a matter of fact, they said, um, King, we want you to understand that you don't have to give us a second chance because the king mm. loved them and he didn't want he didn't want to do yeah, what, yeah, he, yeah, what he, yeah. he had to do. And he said, "We want you to understand, we're not going to bow down. You don't have to give us a second chance. There is there are no options. As far as we are concerned, we are not going to bow down. So you can throw us in the fire now, and we are ready to die. We don't we're not sure what God is going to do, but whatever He does, we know it's well done, and so we're mm. going to accept that. Mm. Very, yeah, very good example." Very, very good example. Very no, but very similar. You know, their friend Daniel. You know, being put in the lion's den again. Exactly. A very real picture. Yes. Of, and, and I, yeah, yes. and I feel like these people, their perspective of of wilderness. Now, so I've got a question. Our perspective on whether we see facts or truth of the wilderness is that. How does that align with our relationship? with God or a fellowship with God yeah, is it yeah. is it a is it a picture of our of our, our fellowship with God because if you look at Daniel and the three you know they pray three times a day you know in in the face of whatever else was going on you know um they stayed faithful to God and so their perspective of their wilderness shifted and changed yeah. um how much does our contact <laughs> fellowship with God play in, play into that yeah actually it shows up it, it, see we can say what we want but when the rubber meets the road what do we do so when you look at the three hebrew boys when you look at at, at moses when you look at at um daniel when you look at jeremiah when you look at the the, 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 the disciples when you look at the martyrs they didn't just say this stuff as a matter of fact the wilderness actually points out how deep your fellowship is with god it really is an indicator so that's why the wilderness is for, for us. It is not for God. So that we can know that, okay, I say I love God, but I, I don't want this. Then you haven't understood the God that you love. 
you haven't understood the love of God yet until you can love God in your wilderness. You can have joy in your wilderness. You can experience peace in your wilderness. That's the that's really when our, we know that our fellowship with God has has been taken to the next level. That is so true because so many times I feel like, you know, I might be going for a hard time or whatever it is. And, you know, as you said, we go into this thing of, you know, God, why? And, and we get complacent and things about it. And I have found myself maybe getting complacent about things and then having to realize, wait a minute, you know, I have not actually reached out to God you know, before this situation begins. Yes. And so the purpose of the wilderness, I know we said we're going to talk about it next week, but it actually shows up because it, it's it's bringing us yes. closer to God. That's one of the things. Yes. And I think it shows us really um, how we've been being as as uh, as disciples of Christ, yes. you know, in our, in our walk. And yes. In a different time when I might feel closer to God or whatever it is, I look at my problems and my situations completely differently. Of course. And I see that, you know what? God has a plan. It's okay. It'll be fine. I'm not worried. But your perspective on it changes and switches. So how do we get to a place where we are uh, constantly seeing the truth about the wilderness rather than focusing on the facts? The Lord, who, um, um, who is always present, is always speaking to us in our wilderness. Well, he's always speaking to us, period. But more so when you know wilderness is, if that is true, because God is consistent. It doesn't matter when, where, how. The, the, again, the objective is us, not God himself. Um, so, so here's what Exodus 1, 1 tells us. It says, and the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, so God is always speaking. So you have to be listening to hear. And our fellowship with God, intensity of our fellowship, will determine how quickly we hear. So you're not concerned now about getting out of the wilderness. You're not worried about, um, you're not anxious. And, and ignore God like, like the Israelites did. Instead of listening and, and, and carrying out his instructions, here's what we do. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes, and they despised my judgment, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. And my Sabbaths, the, gently pollute, the, the greatly polluted. Then I said, I would pour out my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. Ezekiel 20 and verse 13. Why did this happen? They weren't listening. They weren't obeying God. They didn't want to hear what God have to, had to say. Here is, here's what Numbers 3, 13 and 14 says. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years until all the generations that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. One of the reasons why they had to be consumed is because they came out, God brought them out of Egypt, but he, Egypt was, not, was still in them. In them, yeah, yeah. They didn't allow God to remove Israel mm. and Egypt out of them, and so they were not qualified to enter into Canaan. So, so, the wilderness is to prepare us for Canaan. The wildernesses are designed to prepare us for not only heaven, but coming back to live here yeah. on earth. Fantastic. Absolutely loved how we've broken down the difference between uh, the facts of the wilderness and the truth about the wilderness. And I think this really sets the scene for part two, where we discuss uh, the purposes and benefits of the wilderness. Um, 
we are out of time, but if you want to know uh, or if you want if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, part two of God's University and the Wilderness, where we dive deep into this, we will be talking about the purposes and the benefits of the wilderness. Be sure to uh, catch us next week for our next episode where we'll be talking about this again in a bit more detail. This is absolutely fantastic. Um, just some very quick announcements. If you've been listening to us regularly, you will know that we have our live Q&A coming up. Um, don't forget that you need to register in order to be a part of our live Q&A. Uh, it's a free event. It's just an opportunity for you to come along and um, ask Kennedy the questions, the burning questions that you've had around this season, season part one and part two, um, or questions, any questions that you have um, around life and the Bible, and you're thinking, you know what, I need to ask this question. This is a burning question. This is something that I'm struggling with, and I need answers to it. So um, you can come along to our live Q&A session. Um, remember, you do need to click the link in the description. You do need to register because we need to know where we're sending you, uh, sending the details to. Um, we had a great time last season, and we are going to have an even better time this season. Um, so we're looking forward to that. But in the meantime, um, uh, make sure you catch us next week for another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast. Thank you.